Sasquatch, the moon landing, UFOs, 9-11, Flat Earth, JFK, all of these things have one thing in common, unanswered questions. So let's get to the bottom of that. Three strong men from the East rise from the ashes of censorship and cancel culture from the strange and twisted mind of Mike. Probably the best evidence for lizard people that I've seen is the CEO of Pfizer. His throat literally like expands like it's like a frog. Might be reptilian. We're not sure. From the unscripted and unthoughtful mind of Jason. The Chinese brought these drones that look like birds to the United States so they can spy on us. Burns aren't real. Change my mind. Alex Jones said it. It's a fact. Also, from the mind that is on the edge of the lunatic fringe and reaches far into a bottomless void of nothingness. Byron Dice. Listen, if the moon landing was real, how come we haven't been back since then? And why was all the data scrubbed and destroyed? You know what I'm talking about? It's just weird. Wait, what if it was real and there's a moon base up there we don't even know about? That would explain Roswell. Dice Man Enterprises exclusively presents a talk show that will get to the bottom of things once and for all. And now here's your host for Let's Get to the Bottom of That three weirdos on a mic go three weirdos on a mic i'm byron dice welcome back to let's get to the bottom of that jason and mike are in studio at the undisclosed location what's up fellas what's up how's it going y'all have a good week i did how was yours oh pretty good pretty good we are smashing it we just released um the bermuda triangle and then our uh, Federal, Federal Reserve, Reserve. Yep. just yeah. released, um, getting good feedback. Actually, we'll go, uh, somebody said, this is from Stacy Lynn on Instagram. She said, uh, at bottom of that, y'all keep blowing my mind with this stuff. Nice. Okay. Talking about the slavery, economic oh. slaves. Oh, right. So, of course, and I just went on Instagram right before we started recording the show to let everybody know that I realized there's a time gap. That yes. was that was three weeks ago when you hear me talk about right. Stacy Lynn shouting us out. That was three weeks ago, but I just went on Instagram just to kind of um, let everybody know we do have a, a website, www.bottomofthat.com. Also, I just set us up with an email if you want to contact us, truth at bottomofthat.com, truth at bottomofthat.com. We will get the emails if you want to contact the show. Let us know how stupid we're doing. That's a great email, though. Hit it us is. up with the yeah. truth. Yeah, hit us up with the truthers. Have you guys listened to any of our episodes? Yeah, everyone. Yeah, how absolutely. About, how about you? Zero? Zero. I That's because you're here. N- yes, you did the episode. I did you the episode. Remember, I don't need to know. You remembered what happened. Yeah. <laughs> no, I just don't. I haven't, and uh, I don't is think it, I will. Oh, you don't think you will? No, no. Would, is it something it's about like your a, voice? Yeah, it's like the actor, Joaquin Phoenix, has never seen one of his movies. Well, that is weird. Yeah. That is a little weird. He didn't watch you'd, Gladiator? You'd think he'd have to, have to go to, like, the premieres. You would think, you know, the red, you always see him at the red carpet. That, yeah, he's probably lying, dude. Yeah. I think Dustin Hoffman does the same thing. Yeah. Oh. Are you serious? And um, the dude from 
They're just at the premiere with a black Tom Cruise and earplugs. Tom in. Cruise loves movies. <laughs> Tom Cruise. He's always there. Good old Tom Cruise. Um, don't forget to follow us on our uh, Instagram. You can follow the link that is in the bio and get to all of our social media platforms plus our website as well. And we would love to hear from you. Oh, by the way, and I just shared this on the Instagram. Uh, if you go to our website, uh, bottomofthat.com, there's a blog page. That is where all of our resources are going to be, where we cite sources that we do on the show, the blog page. And at the bottom of the blog page, you can leave a comment, and I will get that comment through my email. So that's another way you can keep in touch with us. What's our episode well, about? Well, today? today is a big one, guys, and I don't know if we'll probably get through this. It's about September 11th, 2001, a.k.a. 9-11. Hashtag never forget. Hashtag never forget. Hashtag attack on freedom. Mm. Yep. Hashtag the NSA is watching. You got your camera covered up there? I, I okay. do. Absolutely. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Always, always. Um, well, I'm. oh, that's the other thing I want to mention. I have listened to the show, and I just did it, and I heard myself. I'm always going, um. Yeah, that's all right. So I sound like an idiot. That's okay. Help too. us, Lord. No, it's all right. We'll get better. <laughs> no, you sound good, dude. Yeah. Well, I always do that. I think that's uh, something I've heard people talk about. That's uh, people are, they're, you're trying to think of what the next thing is going yeah. on. Um. Yeah. All right, let's get into this, guys. 9-11. Um, we're going to talk about a kind of an overview of what happened on that day. Uh, we, you know, we are completely respectful for the people that lost their lives that day and the people that lost their lives after that, because there was a lot of stuff that happened after nine 11, uh, where people lost their lives because of the event. So we are respectful. Um, never forget those people that lost their lives that day. What we're doing is basically telling the story, the official story, and then talking about what we think is not absolutely, I don't want to say it's not the truth. It's just something's off with the official story. Yeah. Sometimes things don't make sense. We're not saying we're right, somebody's wrong. We're just saying, hey, what you're saying is not completely looking like the truth. Yeah, it doesn't add up. That's what we're saying. And that's why this show is called Let's Get to the Bottom of That, because we have questions. Yeah. And as our, um, is it First Amendment? Yeah. Uh, freedom of speech. Yeah, of course. I always yeah. get that wrong. Yeah. Oh, uh, wait, First Amendment, is that the freedom of press, too? No. Um, I can't remember. It's definitely freedom of Anyway, speech. we are all journalists here speech. because we have the, everybody has a freedom of press. Yeah. So we can, we, can, uh, we can take this information and give it to the public yep. if we want to. Freedom right. of speech, freedom of press. Unless it's on YouTube and then they'll censor Right. You. <laughs> then you're censored yeah. like we have been. Oh, by the way, our YouTube is up. Again, our seven-day strike is over. Uh, the Federal Reserve is up on YouTube. And we are getting some views over there. Not as many as our podcast, but nonetheless, it's still there. Yep. And the First Amendment does explicitly mention press, too. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Freedom of press. There we go. So you were Freedom right of it. speech. That's what we're doing here. Yep. Uh, you can't do this in China, folks. No, you can't. You can't. I don't think you can sit around a, in a t at a kitchen and talk on a mic no. like this no. and, and disseminate it to the public. No. Right? No, you'd be in big trouble. Yeah. Right. Plus the birds the over there. Yeah, monitored by the drones. I'll guarantee you the birds that they have would probably like a drone strike into your kitchen <laughs> through the window. No, there's an article. I don't know if I don't know the authenticity of it, but uh, there's an article saying that they have drones because, you know, China's still in lockdown. And so, yeah, with the pandemic. What? So, yeah. So they um, parts of China are still in lockdown. I didn't know that. Yeah. So they're flying drones outside people's homes. Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, did you see that? Yeah, where they're they're basically like, why aren't you in your house? Yeah, the drones can like talk to you. Yeah. Oh, mm -hmm. what? Yeah. yeah. Skynet. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So 
uh, is it step plausible? away from the cabinet. No, yeah. Is it plausible they, they made one look like a drone or like a bird? It know. is very plausible. Just saying. All right, folks. 9-11-2001. Let's talk about this. Four airplanes were hijacked by 19 terrorists. Okay? Let's just go through the timeline. Uh, American Airline Flight 11 flew into the North Tower at 846. And you guys chime in on anything that I'm going over if you got additional right. information. Okay. Um, United uh, Airlines Flight 175 flew into the South Tower at 9.30. American Airlines Flight 77 flew into the Pentagon at 9.37. The uh, United Air Flight 93 crashed in Shanksville, Pennsylvania at 10.03 a.m. Now, since that timeline, there's the timeline for the crashes. The South Tower collapsed first. It was the second one hit. It collapsed at 9.59 a.m. North Tower collapsed at 10.27 a.m. World Trade Center Building 7 collapsed at a weird 5.20 p.m. in the afternoon, almost in the evening. That's weird. We're going to talk about that. Why was it so, uh, so late? Now, here's the, uh, here's the sad part. 2,996 people died in the attack on 9-11. I didn't know it was that high. Yeah. 232 passengers... 33 crew members, 19 hijackers, 2,606 civilians in the World Trade Center, and 125 in the Pentagon. That's crazy. I didn't know so that. So there's our death toll. That's, That's the people. Yeah, it is. It's, it's, it's horrible. Um, do you, you got anything to add to those, those timelines there? So one small thing about the timeline for United Airlines Flight 175, um, 9.03 a.m. is when that crashed into the South Tower, not 9.30. Yes, right. Oh, thank you. Yep, I don't know yep, where yep, I got yep, that. Yep. I, yep. I got that from a... Um, Just a zero and three probably mixed up. Oh, probably, you're right. Thank yep. you so much. Yep. That's why you're here. Thanks, Mike. No other reason. Yep. <laughs> 903. 903. Change, change that. Hey, I'm glad somebody's here take, you know, taking notes. Um, let's go over the official story, and I'm getting this from... Um, uh, I got this from the, uh, the 9-11 Commission. So here's the official story, and I'm going to read the official story, and then we're going to go over some highlighted words in the official story and just talk about why these things don't seem to make sense in the official story. Okay, so why would you tell me this when this is what I see from what you just said? So official story, 19 hijackers directed by Osama bin Laden took over four commercial jets with box cutters, and while evading the air defense system, NORAD, hit 75% of their targets. In turn, World Trade Center 1 and 2 and 7 collapsed due to structural failure through fire in a, quote, pancake, end quote, fashion, while the plane that hit the Pentagon vaporized upon impact, as did the plane that crashed in Shanksville, Pennsylvania. The 9-11 Commission found that there were no warnings for this act of terrorism, while multiple... Multiple government failures prevented an adequate defense. That is the official story. Has anybody else got anything other the official story to add to that story I mean, that wasn't covered? I mean, just is that the, is that the official? Is that the overhead? Y- yep. Yeah. yeah. Maybe just drilling in a little bit more detail to like the official story of like the collapses specifically. Um, what the National Institute of Standards and Technology, like NIST, published um, as part of their findings of their investigation, they basically said 
they determined that fires were the main cause of the collapses, like you mentioned. Yep. And they found that the sagging floors pulled inward on the perimeter columns, causing them to then bow and then buckle. Uh, and once the upper section of the building began to move downwards, the total progressive collapse was unavoidable. That's what they said. Okay. So like a pile driver is what they're talking about. So one floor on another on another yeah. got too heavy for the other floors to hold them. Yes. So yeah, the top part of the building basically just continued moving down, crushing down the bottom part of the building as it progressed its way down. That's what they said. Oh, gotcha. So, so you had this huge section that was not really the top, but where it started failing structurally was somewhere in up the upper, but there was this huge chunk of building above that it. just goosh, yep like this huge chunk of it just kept yep so on the north tower there was only 11 floors above the impact zone and on the south tower there was 25 above the impact zone. So, so south tower is a little bit lower down on the tower so that would you know compromise structural integrity a bit more it has more weight on the impacted zone um and what they're saying is um the the collapse was where the airplane went into the building that's where the structure failed. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. So everything above where the plane hit was too heavy right. to hold up the rest of the building. So it just it did a free fall. Yep. Okay. All right. Let's go over uh let's go over first thing in the official story, which I just read was no warnings. Right. Okay. Red flag. And you guys uh chime in on any of these bullet points if you have anything to add to no warnings. So no warnings, multiple elected officials in position at this time stated that there were no warnings. So this, this no warnings came out of people's mouths. Yeah, that's what they Officials. Mm-hmm. The cover of FEMA response manual, there was a response manual from FEMA, 1997. Had a picture of the Twin Towers with a target on it. Hmm. Very interesting. What? Do you think it's... <laughs> why, would, why would you have this? From the 1993 attack? Right, that? they're saying just because of the bombing 1993. Yeah, and we can talk about that yeah. too, about why that didn't work. Um, so there was a twin tower on the, on the cover. So no warning here. Yeah. Okay. USA Today reported that in the two years prior to the 9-11 attack, NORAD conducted exercises using hijacked airliners as weapons and the twin towers as their targets. Hmm. No warnings. No warnings. Yep. Operation Moscow. You heard of that? Uh, I have. Okay. Yeah. October 2000 simulated a plane crash into the Pentagon. Mm-hmm. No warning. Very interesting. No warning here, folks. Yep. Okay. New York Times reported that the FBI knew for several years that Osama bin Laden and his terrorist network were training pilots in the United States and did not share this with other agencies or the public. Right. What? What? There's no warning. Still no warning. Isn't that a warning sign? Sounds like a warning sign. (sighs) Okay. Secret Intel unit named Able Danger. You heard of that? I haven't heard of Able Danger, no. There's an Intel unit called Able Danger. It was identified as a terrorist cell in Brooklyn. Or excuse me, the unit Able Danger actually identified a terrorist cell in Brooklyn, New York, more than a year before 9-11. Lieutenant Colonel Anthony Schaefer was one of the individuals who identified the cells and was instructed in writing by the Defense Intelligence Agency that he could not speak to Congress or their staff without prior approval. 
Interesting. No warnings. No warnings. <laughs> so, at least 12 countries, 12 countries outside, this not United States, warned the U.S. regarding intelligence about an imminent attack on Yeah, America. they knew. They, they yeah. knew. Yes. Oh, yeah. They knew. So... I just wanted to shed light on the official story where they said there was no warnings. Oh, um, Bin Laden, he was um, in a cave. <laughs> yeah, I was in a, he was on ter- the terrorist watch list for years prior to 9-11. So what do you mean no warnings? What does that even mean? No warnings. Of know. course, there's warnings. They had him on a watch list. Yeah. Right. So I look, you can write your official story, but some of these things that I'm going to highlight, why put that in your official story? Good right. question. Well, yeah. Why say no warnings? Why say no warnings? Because you're trying to go, uh, yeah. I didn't know that was going to happen. Yep. And as we now know, like we've all done research and we've all found basically that there was plenty of warnings, right? They, the FBI had informants that were basically working and living with some of the people that ended up being the perpetrators of 9-11. That's right. Yep. That is a fact. It is. That yeah. an informant was living with one of these guys. Yep. Yeah, the Hani Hanjur, the pilot of the um, Boeing 757 that ended up crashing into the Pentagon, um, he was actually a roommate of a, an FBI yes. uh, yep. informant. And he basically, you know, gave all the information to the FBI about this guy. They knew everything about him. Everything. Wow. And just sat on it. And just, that's the, that's the thing that gets me. So if you're going to put no warnings and you know that there are... I mean, do they know where these... So you know about these guys yeah, that are in flight school. You mm-hmm. know that they are radical Islamics? Is that part of their profile? That's, that's like what or they say. Or was it just another guy? Oh, that, well, that's just a guy. He's, I, he's here on a visa. No, no, I read that they lived normal lives. They would go to work. They had jobs at um, at the local gas station. They had they went to go play. They're in a... In a in a rec soccer league. Yeah. Like they were normal guys. Um, from what I read that there was no threat at the moment when, when the informant was with them. Yeah. And, okay. And they weren't even like, uh, like Islamic in the sense of like living that lifestyle. Cause all of them would like drink and like, Oh really? Yeah. Go okay. To, go so to they strip clubs and stuff. And so it didn't look like, um, you know, a radical Islamic terrorist. Right. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, is that is that enough? I mean, so you're at a flight school. Is that is that not a is that not a red flag? I don't know. Looking back on it, it seems like it is. But in the moment, moment is right. it? Is it like, since yeah. you're going to the club and strip joints? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Hanging out with Hunter. Yeah. I'm just. I don't know if that happened, but yep, seems like the same character. Um, all right, let's hey, let's talk about the 19 hijackers. Let's do it. Okay, that's the next word that I'm going to. Focus on in the official story. Nineteen hijackers. Now, this is I'm gonna I'm gonna when I read these, let me know because I, the research that I've done. Okay, for let me just get through this first bullet point. General Mahmoud Ahmed was the ISI director for okay. Pakistan intelligence. Okay. Okay, so that's their intelligence service over in Pakistan. Yep. Okay. He was the head. He requested from. Omar Saheed Shahik mm-hmm. to wire $100,000 to Mohammed Atta, which the Mohammed Atta, they're calling the mastermind right. of the 9-11 attacks. Yep. Omar confirmed 
he was supported by the ISI, and it was reported that FBI was inquiring about this transaction, but no official inquiry was made as to why General Hotmed ordered 100000 to be sent to Mohammed Atta. Hmm. So interesting. that's interesting because they have said since then that in the 9-11 Commission report, that book, they said that this information was not pertinent. pertinent. Not important it at all. Did, it had no significant value. I, who paid for this? What are you talking about? Right, yeah. That is highly significant. So, and, and, and when I was doing research, I was trying to find out, because I, I, I got some of this stuff from, from actual news articles and news reports, and they said later that the FBI actually was trying to get to, to find out um, if this happened. So I'm kind of shady on this aspect of this, this particular wire to Muhammad Atta. Um, it, it was in the news, but then it was like investigated and it was kind of like a smoke screen. Mm. You, you really didn't know, okay, what, what, what is it? Did he wire it? Did he, did he, did he not, not wire yeah. it? So that's out there. Okay. So on the morning, no, this is, this is going to blow your mind. On the morning of 9-11, government officials were having breakfast in Washington, D.C., with guess who? No. General Ahmad, the ISI director from Pakistan. Weird. That's just strange. Yeah. I don't. Okay. Do we know Does where? That, that doesn't. They're having breakfast. Or is, well, is it just it, said Washington, yeah. D.C. It could have been at Starbucks. I don't like, know. Was it at the Pentagon? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where the breakfast was, but he indeed, it, is, it was confirmed that he was having breakfast with Government officials, whoever that, you know, whoever that yeah, was. Whoever that is. But Very interesting. that is strange that you're here on the morning. Okay, does, see, that's why I was talking earlier to, to poke holes and stuff. This is, this is strange, it but does it mean that, you know, there was some kind of conspiracy thing? Right. It's, well, it's out there. Yeah, it's very coincidental. And why don't, is my thing is, why don't we all follow up on this kind right. of stuff? I mean, right. does it mean that there's a shadow government that was plotting and strategically making this to... Uh, get us overseas to Iraq. Can, can, can it be looked that way? Just by these little, not little, I wouldn't even say little, but these plot holes, these these little um, discrepancies in the stories. You know? Yeah. Okay, so that's strange that he was here on uh, the morning. Uh, I wonder what happened. I would like to hear that story. Like when everything went down, did y'all keep eating or where did y'all go? Yeah, where did you go? That's yeah, if I was a journalist, that's the kind of stuff I would I would go after. Yeah, yeah it's, right? def- it's definitely an to get to the bottom of. Information. Yeah. All right, so I just talked about the nine eleven commission uh, deemed that the financing of the tax was of quote little practice practical significance end quote. That's in their book. Uh, I'm not making that up. Uh, two of the hijackers you already mentioned, Mike, lived with an FBI informant. It was alleged that some of the hijackers may have trained as pilots on U.S. bases, actual United States military bases. Train, okay? Very interesting. Uh, David uh, Ray Griffin was the author of The New Pearl Harbor. He stated that evidence was... Okay, so this guy's, this guy's out there. If you ever read this book, he's, he's not scared to speak out. He said there actually was evidence planted around this. Like they found uh, the passport of one of the hijackers found blocks away yeah. in New York City. Yep. He's saying that was planted evidence. Okay, because everything was uh, demolished, no bodies, rubble, everything's to ash, but you got a passport. Right, doesn't make Walks any away. Sense. Okay, does that mean there was a consp- I don't know, but it's weird. Yeah. Okay. 
<laughs> yeah, just un- is, is un- that enough? See what I'm saying? Is that enough evidence? It's right. something to look at and go, hey, that's still weird. Sketch. Still sketch. Why? My thing is, why would you even if you knew that the hijackers got on the plane and you knew who they were? Because they know they they see them getting on the plane, right? Mm-hmm. They know they're on the plane. Why would you have to put a passport mile, you know, a couple of blocks away to right. confirm that that was the guy on this plane? Exactly. That doesn't even make sense. It's weird, and it's weird that it's perfectly intact when you know everything else. Everything is just, else is just, just vaporized. Yeah, yeah. They use that word vaporized. Vaporized. Yeah. I mean, really? The was pl- it the plane turned to vapor? <laughs> Why yeah. would they use that word? Yeah. I, I don't know. Like the yeah, they use that when they go to Shanksville, it vaporized. The Pentagon, yeah. they say it vaporized. It just disappeared. Like it's some it's kind of Star air. Trek thing. Yeah, exactly. like like an energy beam hit it. Yeah, like there's not a scrap. Like right. there was, yeah, like there wasn't any scrap well, like metal I was from gonna, the plane at the hit the Pentagon. Yeah, like the gigantic jet engines can't find any part of it. Right, <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, vaporized. I don't understand. Yeah. Yeah, it's super weird. But you got to. But the passport made it. <laughs> yeah, the pa- the passport's just fine. The passport made it. Okay. Right. Um, nothing to see here, folks. The hijacker. Oh, this. Okay, y'all help me out with this one. The hijackers are alive and well, according to the chief of Japan's Democratic Party. He stated that nine eleven is a hoax. Okay. <laughs> that guy <laughs> is he dead? <laughs> I don't for know. saying that. That's the chief of Japan's Democratic Party. He stated 9-11 was a hoax, and all the hijackers are alive and well. Wow. Interesting. Very interesting. <laughs> so, that, I mean, that's, com- that's, that's public comment he made. Okay, I don't know how to pronounce this guy's name. Abdulaziz Al-Amari. Yeah. Okay, he was one of the hijackers. So, I'm probably butchering his name. Sorry about that. Uh, if we have any... Um, Islamic people listening to the show today. Sorry, because I'm American, and I haven't done my research on how to pronounce names we're, very well. But we're trying our best. Yes. I'll just call him Amari. Al-Amari. Okay. He was on the hijacker list. He came forward to let everybody... Oh, this is... Okay, so here's one of the guys that came forward to let everybody know that he was still alive and had not hijacked the plane. So at least seven of the hijackers are still alive. The FBI say to this day they have not revised their list. So it's almost like these men that are alive, they claim that their identities were stolen. Mm. So do y'all know what that means? That there were people posing as them. Right. Somebody got a fake passport and said, uh, I'm Al Amari. Al Amari has come forward and said, I'm Al Amari. Yeah. That's my name. I didn't hijack a plane. That wasn't me. I had my identity stolen. So the FBI didn't revise the list. They kept yeah. the... Stolen identity on the list. Why didn't you find out who that was? That's very interesting. Why, very interesting. Right? Yeah. yeah. Wow. I, I, okay. Um, I don't know if this is important. It says at least five hijackers are reported as linked to U.S. military institu- institutions. I don't know what that means, but uh, I put it in here anyway. Hijackers linked to U.S. institutions? Yeah, military inst- institutions. Okay. Okay, so I mean, I could see it. I mean, we see, you know, these guys having roommates with FBI informants, you know. Yeah. So I mean, they're obviously close to the FBI network in some way. Otherwise, how would this, you know, FBI yeah. informant get involved in the first place? It wouldn't surprise <sighs> me. 
Well, that's all the bullet points I have on the uh, the hijackers. Anything y'all got from the nineteen hijackers? Um, that that's very strange that some of these people had stolen identities and they yeah. didn't revise the list. Yeah. So, like, do you think that means when they show a picture of like Muhammad Atta, for example, that that's a picture of the real Muhammad Atta? Like that person we see in the picture is not dead; they are alive, or that is what the actual hijacker looked right, like. Right, and they just named him. Muhammad. Yeah. That's that's true. Well, the only name that I got was uh, Alamari. He's the okay. only one that came forward. Um, I don't know how many. Of course. Uh, yeah. Uh, but if we take the Japan, uh, yeah, what the, was it? the Japan officials uh, statement. Yeah. He said all value. of them are alive and well. Yeah. So if one of them came forward and said, that's not me, my identity was stolen. But you got a guy that looks, you know, he looks like this. What's his real name? Right. Who's to say the other? Nobody. I don't. Nobody went forward and said, um, uh, "What was the guy's name?" The the Muhammad Atta. Yeah. Nobody came forward and said, "I'm Muhammad Atta." That he stole my identity. Right. So it wasn't all of them, uh, but I do know at least one. <laughs> Alamari came forward and said that wasn't me. Right. But uh, that is that is very weird. Why wouldn't they investigate to see who that guy was? Well, he he's vaporized. Yeah. Never, never mind. Yeah. You can't get. Can't there's even nothing. find the dental there, records. There's, there's nothing. nothing. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm going to move on to the next uh, highlighted word in the official report, which is Osama bin Laden. If y'all don't have any objections, no, I don't. Let's um, do it. Let's get into Osama bin Laden. Okay. Osama bin Laden is the other highlighted word in the official story. January 2001, the Bush administration orders the FBI and intel agencies to quote back off investigations involving the bin Laden family, including two of Osama bin Laden's relatives. Abdullah and Omar, who were living in Falls Church, Virginia, next to the CIA headquarters. Man. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, back off. Investigations on the Bin Laden family. Right. Okay. Um, Dave Von Klist, he's the author, Confronting the Evidence. That's the author. He's the author of that book. He stated, no one has seen... One piece of evidence that links Osama bin Laden directly to the planning stages of the 9-11 attack. Right. Right. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, let's... So, why... Why? why go ahead. Go yeah, ahead. I was saying, why put his name yeah. in the official story? That's, where, that's why I'm using these highlighted words. Yeah. Why is that in there? Yeah. Yeah. Based off what I was able to find in my research, you know, in 2001, he officially denied responsibility for 9-11 right. on Al Jazeera television. And it wasn't until I, yes. 2004, um, a video aired on Al Jazeera three days before the 2004 presidential election, and that was where he reportedly claims responsibility for the attack. So not <laughs> not until 2004, he he's owning up to it. Yeah, that, that's what they say. Yeah, um, Osama bin Laden. You know, from what I was reading, the what, the reason why he. I think, in my opinion, the reason why they used him as a scapegoat um, is just because they needed somebody that was... Because, okay, so how did he get on the scene? How, why why him, right? Well, right. you said he was already on a watch list. He was already on a watch list. So, so okay. boogeyman. Right. But why was he on a watch list? Yeah, what has he done? So, okay, so what happened? Was, was he the, the guy that orchestrated the first no. bombing? So what had happened was, okay. so when the Soviets invaded... Um, Afghanistan in 1979, right? They were there. We helped the uh, the Afghanistan people um, get liberated. So we 
we fought with the Freedom Fighters, right? We fought with the Freedom Fighters for 10 years. Um, Soviets pulled back 10 years later. And that was Russia invasion, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. We, uh, the Soviets pulled back, you know, Afghanistan was a country now that's free from Soviets. Um, that left a power vacuum for all these different um, kind of criminal organizations. Um, Osama bin Laden, he was just, he came from a rich family, construction family. They had oh. a lot of money. He's well-educated. Smart guy. Yeah. Okay. Um, and so he, he was kind of, he was, quote unquote, uh, a Muslim, but he wasn't uh, as devout. And he started to. He started to develop uh, a deeper relationship in his in his religion, and um, when that happened, they they started having this ideology that the West was bringing was bringing all this turmoil to Afghanistan, and that is our fault, the United States okay. and, and Europe. Um, so they started. He started having this little group called Al Qaeda, and um, trying to say, hey, you know what? The reason for all our problems, the reason why. Afghanistan is still in a mess is because of the West and the United States. And so um, he, I remember watching this video of him quoting in the early 90s. Uh, he said, we're going to do something to the United States, but we don't know what. I don't know what. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that, that there, was a, there was a lot of planning. And so there, and that was, I think that was right before the bombing of the World Trade Center in 93. Okay. And... Um, so yeah. he was linked to a lot of, tor- uh, terrorist organizations that way. Um, yep. I have what landed him on the FBI wanted list. Oh, go. Um, so it's, he, his connection to the 1998 bombings of the United States embassies in East Africa. So in, uh, Tanz- okay. Tanzania and Kenya, that, that's, oh, okay. that's, that's when he originally got on the FBI wanted list. So he Nin- took credit. So for what, what year was that? 1998. 1998. 98. 98. Yep. Yeah. Wow. So he so he took credit for bombing embassies. Right. And uh, was he uh, behind the 93? I don't think so. I don't I don't know. Okay. I don't know. I don't World Trade Center? Okay. I don't think he was uh the mastermind of that one. Um But they, that's what landed him on the the watch list. Yeah, 98. Yep. Okay. Well, a video allegedly found in Afghanistan of bin Laden taking credit. So they found a video, allegedly. I saw the video, yeah. Uh, of him taking credit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, this is a quote from um, Dr. Abdel L.M. Husseini. Yep. I think I got through that good. I think you did. Um, he, this is a quote. I have carefully examined the Pentagon's translation. This translation is very problematic. At the most important places where it is to help where it is help to prove the guilt of bin Laden, it is not identical with the Arabic. Mm. Yeah, with the original Arabic. Yeah. Yep. So the American translators who listened to the tapes and transcribed them apparently wrote a lot of things in that they wanted to hear, but that cannot be heard on the tape no matter how many times you listen to it. That was a quote from Jernot Rotter. He's a professor of Islamic and Arabic studies at the Asian African Institute at the University of Hamburg. Yep. So very smart guy. Hamburg. Um, he said there was a lot of things you couldn't hear on the tape that were put in with the translation. Yep. So 
that's weird, right? Yeah. So the subtitles, the American subtitles, the English subtitles you're seeing are saying, I'm taking ownership for this, basically. But the Arabic itself, he's not actually saying that. That's what I'm understanding from this, uh, this professor. That's what I understand. As well. Of Islamic and Arabic studies. Yep. So he seems to know more than I would yeah, I mean, about he, translating. I, I can't say whether he's right or wrong. I can't, I you know, because no I, I can't translate it. I don't know what he said. So Right, yeah. I, I speak American. Yeah. <laughs> In 1976, Osama's older brother, Salim Bin Laden, hired a man in Texas by the name of Jim Bath to handle, what a name, Jim Bath, to handle all of the investments in the U.S. for the Bin Laden family. He was cleaning the money. Okay, so Jim Bath is a lifelong friend of guess who? George George W. Bush. Bush. George Herbert Walker Bush made several trips to Saudi Arabia in 1998 and 2000 to meet with the Bin Laden family on behalf of a company called the Carlisle Group. That... I got that information from Michael Rupert on the truth and lies of 9-11. Uh, just for anybody that's wondering, I'll put that in the, uh, in the resources. On the morning of 9-11, guess who else was having breakfast? Tell in a conf- The Carlisle Group. Fascinating. Was having a conference in Washington, which included, in that meeting, Osama's older brother, Shafiq bin Laden. The morning of September 11th, having breakfast? Yes. In Washington, D.C. Wow. Yes. Mm. What? <laughs> what? I don't get it. <laughs> was it at the same place like that? Well, the, I don't know uh, if they were having the uh, ISI guy. I, I don't think so. I think it would have, have mentioned it. This says it's just having a conference in Washington. Okay. So um, it's just strange that Osama's older brother was there, and it was, you know, the Carlisle group was there meeting with... One of the Bin Ladens. So many coincidences. Yep. Yeah. There's too many. Yeah, it's yeah. just like a thread. You know the thread you keep pulling? Anyway. Yeah. Um, well, the Carlisle Group is linked to the world's largest defense contractors. Wait. <laughs> uh, is, it, is it getting spooky for military you? Military complex, I guess. Um, yeah. World's largest defense contractors, which continue to reap massive profits off the post-9-11 War of Terror and the Afghan Wars. So somebody's making a lot of money. Oh, yeah. Because of what happened on 9-11. And the Carlisle Group is one of them. So there's there's a little thread of uh, Bin Laden that's Mm -hmm. in the official story right there. Uh, Anything you guys want to add about Bin Laden? That was that was great. What you said about uh, how he he got on the list. I don't I don't. uh, Is your mind reeling? It is. Okay. Yeah, it's pretty fascinating stuff. I've, you know, going through this stuff, you run into information where people are talking about the Bin Laden family having deep connections with, you know, powerful people in America, CIA connections, FBI connections, things like that. So, I mean, this really ties into all that, the stuff yeah. you're saying. Yeah, and I didn't realize that he was wealthy and a, and a smart. From the pictures, you look, he's walking around with a cane like he's a sheep herder. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He's uh-huh. got the long dress going, oh, the yeah. beard. Yeah. I'm ready for him to you know, pull out one of the Gandalf pipes <laughs> any minute, you know? And then, anyway, um, if that's not, if y'all are good with the Bin Laden, unless y'all got anything to add, I'll move on to the next highlighted word of the official story, which is the Pentagon. Let's get to the Pentagon. All right. A lot of weird stuff happened at the Pentagon. All right. Um, so I'm just going to pose a question. 
for for the because this is what happened for the listeners or for for you for all of us and okay. the listeners y'all can comment in the you know in the description below. I'm sorry that's YouTube. Is it possible for a pilot to fly a 60 ton, 125 foot wide, 44 foot tall plane on the course that has been shown to us that hit the Pentagon? That's the question. Even a highly skilled pilot is that possible go you first jason um rip rip into that you know i would say i'm not a pilot so i don't know yeah i i I don't know but i that's that's tough stayed on course and and the question is for a skilled pilot because i'm just saying is it possible for a pilot And, Uh, and i would say you'd have to be skilled because it was reported that the pilot maneuvered the plane into a 270-degree downward spiral. Well, here's yeah. the thing. Like, I don't... If you put me behind... What if it was just an accident? And he's just fumbling. And it just happened to do that. <laughs> he dropped his you know coffee. what I'm saying? He's like, oh, my coffee. Right, you yeah. Know, is that possible? Uh, I would say it's... No. The, no, I don't think so. It's infinitesimally <laughs> small odds. Wow, that word. That yeah. that happened. The, okay, I got it, you. It, because... So there's no way he could have went... I'm supposed to do this job. I'm not sure what I'm doing. And oh gosh, and it just happened to do what it did. Right. So based off what I've seen, you know, like what you're describing, this downward corkscrew that, you know, takes out nine light posts and then hits the Pentagon on the fly, doesn't hit the ground. Um, I would say you would not only have to be an experienced pilot, I would say you'd probably have to be a world-class pilot. And even at that, that's a tall order. Yeah, I mean, you'd have to be Maverick. I I will agree. Yeah, Yeah, Maverick. You'd have to be Maverick. I would agree with that. Yeah, because, I mean, a Boeing 757, that's a huge plane. And, you know, it's the maneuver that he was able to pull off. I mean, this guy, based off everyone at the flight school, said he sucked. Yeah, what was his name? um, His name Hani Hajur? Yes, yeah. Hani Hajur. Every everyone from like the flight schools that he attended was basically saying this guy couldn't even you know pilot a Cessna like this guy's horrible yeah he can't do anything right so he apparently went to he Arizona do, he can't do anything right yeah. <laughs> he went to Arizona flight school and some of the employees were on record quoting I am still to this day amazed he could have flown into the Pentagon he could not fly at all right yeah he was not a good pilot and he said he didn't even care about the fact that he, he couldn't landed. get through the course yeah and and he. I think he, they were quoted that he didn't care about landing. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah he's Whoa, like, I, I don't see, care about landing. That's just weird. Yeah. It, it's weird that, so, I mean, I saw that too, obviously. And I see, it makes me think it's just so weird that he didn't care that he was any good at what he knew he was about to have to do. Right. Like he, he has to do this crazy maneuver in a gigantic plane. That's, you know, way, way bigger than the Cessna that he's practicing in. And he's just like, oh, I don't, I don't really care that I'm not good at flying. So, okay, let me let let me just uh, process this. Do we think he was in the cockpit flying? I don't think so. Based on what you're telling me, no, I don't think so. Okay, so why go to flight school at all? If I'm just a- for the cover of, I am a pilot and I could do this. Right. Yeah. I mean. Because he's part of the group, you know, like with Mohammed Atta and all those guys. I think they, you know, obviously flew it because it's a more direct uh, path. Yeah, flying straight into the Yeah. Um, But I really don't think he did this maneuver. Because out of the group of pilots, it seems like he was the worst one. But he somehow managed to pull off the most incredible maneuver out of all of them. (laughs) Right. 
So it just seems so unlikely to me. Yeah, I don't think it was him. You don't think it was him? So Okay. And but do we know the pilot's name? Of which? Of this uh, this one that hit the Pentagon. Yeah, that that was um, Hani Hanjour. No, no, no. I'm talking about, didn't you have a list of the... Oh, you only had a list of the names of the terrorists that were flying. Not the... You didn't have the real pilot? Oh, the actual the pilot? pilot? Oh, no, no, no. Okay. I don't, I don't have that in my notes. I can look it up. That right was here. Flight 77. Yes. American Airlines Flight 77. I was just wondering if... Um, I don't know. It's just strange. Um, have you guys, the research you've got... Was there voice? I know that in the Shanksville, we have a voice recorder, the black box, mm. and we have data that shows what that plane was doing and voice recordings. Was there any voice recordings recovered from from the uh, flight ninety flight seventy seven that hit the Pentagon uh, that would show them talking to the tower? Because sometimes you can hear them telling the people to sit down. Yeah, sixty three or ninety three. There was. A lot more chatter. Okay, but um, not from but this. Not from that one. So we got nothing. Okay. I I, I didn't come across anything. I didn't. Come I didn't either. That's why I was asking you guys. Thing. I don't think there's any you know data that's helpful for the the Pentagon plane. Basically, like we have very little to go off of on that. All right. Even uh, even in terms of like video footage, there's very very little out there. Last know? two points I'll make: bodies were identified, but as it has been stated, very few items from the plane were recovered like seats or engines. The reports are that the plane vaporized. So that's, we talked about that earlier. Again, so, they use the same. Yeah. The, the vaporized, uh, but they do, they did say that bodies were identified, um, but very few items from the plane were recovered. Okay. And I've seen, and I've seen in my research, um, planes of this size crashing and there's tons of, there, there's tons of yeah. rubble. Tons of plane parts. Yeah, everything's there. Yeah. So I don't know if that's a you know smoking gun. Like, oh, look over here. I can see planes that have crashed in the similar fashion and mm-hmm. didn't vaporize. What makes this one vaporize? Right. Yep. And that makes, you know, th- there's a million directions that the 9-11 conspiracies go into. And one of the conspiracies that, is that those planes, you know, didn't crash into the Pentagon, basically, and didn't crash into that field. Have you ever heard that? I've heard that because we don't have, because my next bullet point was, there's over 80 recordings of the Pentagon strike that are currently being held to this day by the FBI. Mm. There is video footage. Yeah. But but they have not released it. Yeah, they're still holding on to it. So because of that, it makes you think, okay, what did happen? And I've heard that, you know, a missile. Yeah, I've heard there was a missile. Um, So I don't know, Mm -hmm. to be honest with you, because I haven't. We can only go from the official right. story that a plane took off from wherever it took off, and it was Flight 77. Right. They do have record of that, mm-hmm. and they have record of its course, you know, crashing into the Pentagon. Okay. And, and the type of, you know, the crazy maneuver. That's the other thing. If they have, how do they know it did a 270-degree downward spiral? Yeah, I'm not, I'm really Was not that sure. from the flight data recorder? Yeah, so they, yeah, they can... So if the transponder was on, they, yes. they, could, they could be able to tell yes. that. Um, okay. I know some of these had transponders going off and transponders coming back on and right. all sorts of things. Right. Um, so it would just be, if we're able to make that safe assumption that the transponder was on, you could definitely yeah. see them do that. Okay. Yeah. So we're definitely, it definitely Flight 77 went into the Pentagon. Right. But we're doubtful that Han, Hanier was behind the, the, the joystick. Did you call it the joystick? Sure. Okay. That I'm very doubtful about that. I Okay. Either that or he based on our evidence of his his flight schools. Right. Yeah. A, and the the crazy thing to maneuver 
It's mm-hmm. just, it's, okay. I'm down with that. Y'all got anything else to add about the Pentagon? Um, No, I don't think so. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with the next word in the official story is Shanksville, mm. which is our fourth plane. Uh, I got just four bullet points, not a lot, and we can talk about it. After the FBI found the black box, you could hear the person in the control, uh, in control of the plane stating they had a bomb, is what you're talking about. They actually had a voice on it. They had a bomb to sit down. Right before you heard uh, the recording stop, you heard a scuffle. Mm-hmm. There was a scuffle. So it sounded like they were taken over the cockpit or they just pushed the control down uh, and, and made it go down. So the flight recorder actually had data that shows the plane was going back and forth, like to sh- like shake people off, off balance, mm-hmm. um, to knock people off their feet. And then the plane took a nosedive and then inverted Completely okay. inverted before it hit the ground. So belly up. Yeah. Okay. There was a large crater in the earth with what seemed to be an outline of a plane, but there was no physical evidence of a plane being flown into the ground. So I'm not sure if any other commercial airline has the exact scenario of United Air Flight 93, but I can not find one airline in history that has vaporized and there's been no debris right. on the ground. Yeah. yeah. So this is the first, I think 9-11 has a lot of, there was no precedent before, and there never has been anything after. Mm-hmm. So this was a particular new thing that happened this day that never happened in history before and has never happened since. So that's why it's yeah. very weird uh, that we're talking about it. Just some some strange things. And another thing to point out, if, and this is why these, these pilots weren't as, as skilled, because if you've ever been in an airplane, which I have, if you go down and then back up, you you feel like you're because gravity, you lift up. I mean, you're literally lifting up gravity and you cannot move. That would have been more of the thing to do if he was being ambushed by people instead yeah. of the shaky thing. Because all that did was just move people through the cabin. Uh-huh. But if he would have went down and back, he would have got gravity on his side and those people wouldn't have yeah. taken over. I, I anyway. heard some um, some phone call recordings from a flight attendant that called their um, their husband. Yes, yeah, I heard some of that. I um, heard that too. They were like, "Hey, the they're taking over. We're going to take over the plane." Yeah. And they were telling them that they had already hit buildings. So some of the people on these planes yeah. didn't know no that buildings were being hit. Yeah. Right. Yep. Yeah, that's right. wild. Anything else in Shanksville? That's really all I got in Shanksville. Mm-hmm. It was very odd that they they roped it off for miles. They found, yeah, they found debris like they six found miles away or something six like miles that. away. It was very strange how d- debris was that, and just like tiny pieces too. Nothing. Yeah, big. tiny pieces, like no engine, no like big fuselage pieces or anything like that. No. Do you think? Do you think an explosion before? The, like happened actual explosion Why before they're in the, the bl- yeah before it hit the ground would have blown parts away yeah, I would think so yeah yeah to yeah. that kind of matches that story Why? because if you went nose down inverted then hit the ground you're not going to have debris six miles away miles away yeah, yeah. right yeah yeah it would it would all be right there and it would kind of make sense with the the vaporization thing if a plane it blew up you still got the thing coming down and then it blows up from the jet fuel. Mm-hmm. It's you got a crater in the earth, yeah. Okay. Instead of, or you got a ball of fire just going to the earth, and that's what you get is the crater, instead of actual plane. 
parts. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just theorizing here. And, and the intended target of that one was uh, people think either the U.S. Capitol or the White House. Yeah. Yeah. One of those two. I yep. think that was the trajectory, um, mm-hmm. which makes sense. Two towers, the Pentagon, sure. and let's take out the White House and sure. the Capitol. And mm-hmm. still, no jets scrambled. So, that's it. <laughs> we haven't got to that yet. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah. Um, do y'all, look, I only have four bullet points on NORAD. But I have a lot of bullet points on uh, Towers 1, 2, and 7. you want me to go ahead and hit NORAD first? Yeah, so we can talk about NORAD and, like, the war games that were going on. We haven't really hit that yet, right? And then we, and then we can go – then I'll go into the Towers. Um, let's see. NORAD, this is interesting here. If y'all got some more bullet points. Y'all got some more bullet points, y'all can go over NORAD. So, in 2000, the year 2000, NORAD had 67 intercepts. 100% accurate. Accurate. Intercept. I mean, done. They're so this this flawless. Mm-hmm. Sixty-seven intercepts. That's amazing. Yeah, that's amazing. And then four failures in one day. Yes. Yes. Yep. That is strange. And so they were talking about war games that morning. There were so many exercising happening this morning of overlap of real world and exercise. It caused a failure. That's what they're saying because I've heard uh, communications over. I don't know who was talking. They were like, is this real world? Yeah. Right. yeah They're like, yeah. they were confused. Is this real? What are you talking about? Yeah. Are we really doing this? Yeah. So basically, like, as the attacks were unfolding, air traffic controllers thought that what they were witnessing was all part of an exercise. Yeah. Allegedly. Yeah. Yeah. On June 1st and June 2nd, 2001, concept proposal, Almagam Virgo 01 scenario. Okay, this is a scenario that they came up with. Counterterrorism, this exercise would focus on emerging threats. Cruise missile defense, airborne terrorism, and weapons of mass destruction. <laughs> so right there, anti-airborne terrorism. The, uh, when was 9-11? It's 2001, right? So June 1st, they had this, they had this proposal and a scenario for this exact thing to happen. Months mm. later. Yeah. So, that's strange. Yeah. And you have to, like, ask yourself, what are the chances that a massive hijacking war game is scheduled on the exact morning where that exact thing is taking place? So, the air traffic controllers are like, oh, we don't know what's real and what's not. Right. That is very odd. Like, how long did they go, like, how far was that out? Like... In June, do they go, hey, we're going to practice uh, a scenario and we're going to do it on September 11th? Right. Was right. that, I mean, how far did that go out? Right. You know, they had to plan for that stuff. Yeah, they would. And it would be under, you know, it would be very compartmentalized information. It would be on a need-to-know basis, you know, because someone could exploit that the way that it was exploited. So, you know, it provides the perfect necessary cover for the hijacked flights to actually reach their targets when otherwise, you know, you talked about NORAD, they're, you know, 100% accurate, accuracy yeah. rate of intercepts. 67 intercepts. Yeah. Four in one day. Yeah. Failed. Yep. Perfect smoke screen. Well, mm-hmm. I, I don't get it. Um, and then I heard also that, um, that I forgot the guy's name. Y'all have to help me research that. It, it was a, he was, he was an Oriental guy that was there with Dick Cheney. As the plane was coming in, they were saying, hey, there's a plane. They see it. Yes, it's 50 miles out. And Dick Cheney told him to stand down and not scramble. Yeah. That's I, a fact on I, record. I remember seeing that, yeah. 
So I that's weird. Why why would you like you said why were, why weren't the jets scrambled? <laughs> then I read something after the fact that said they were they didn't want to possibly shoot down a civilian plane if they didn't know what was going on exactly. Which I understand if that's the first or second plane. I get it. Like, you know what? Second plane, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. I know this first plane hit uh, the first tower. I know the second plane might be coming, you know, second to hit the second tower. But then the fourth plane, the third plane, you'd be like, okay, this is legit. Something's going on here. Yeah, we're under attack. Right. There's something going on. So now it's it doesn't matter if there's civilians, unfortunately, that's just they're, how it works. they're dying anyway. Right. You have to take the lesser. You gotta. Evil. Yes, you do. And I think for us, well, you've been in the military, um, but for us, I mean, we would just automatically think, yeah, scramble some jets. Let's mm-hmm. get this taken care of. Especially Washington D.C., our capital. Yeah. It's it's mind blowing. It is. Well, the um. The thing is, I think that's what happened with Shanksville. They they knew already that planes have hit the tower, so they were they were doomed anyway. So hey, let's go ahead and sacrifice my life to save others. Yeah, that's basically the concept. Um, why wouldn't they scramble before? Because 125 people died at the Pentagon. That didn't have to. If you would have shot the jet out of the air, how far is and, Langley from? And, no, there, there. Like a mile away. The other, two the other thing away. is when when in two thousand NORAD NORAD had sixty seven intercepts. What does that actually mean, though? I don't know what that means. Intercepts. Does that mean you brought the plane down? Was it a hijacking incident? Did you shoot it down? I'd have to do some more research yeah. on on, on what, what that meant. Intercept. Yeah, I'm not. Exactly what did you sure. do? Um, it it could be you know you just got it back on course. Maybe if something right. was going off course and then you're just flying alongside it and in communication that, right. oh, and then they get back on course or and then it could also be bringing it down if it's something like it is. Absolutely. A hijacking. Um, you know what, guys? I think we're headed to do a part two. Uh, yeah. What I'm going to do is go ahead and cover. I got three bullet points on the 9-11 commission and then we can follow up on what else, what other things we want to talk yeah. about. But I think we could go part two and then just talk about the towers themselves and the strange coincidences about how they were brought down which is towers one two and seven yeah is that a good idea yeah yep okay, okay. so because i think there's a lot more to cover i could go another 30 minutes I, oh, we can on, go the, for on the towers two hours. we could easily go another yeah. two hours yeah. I bet you. so i'm gonna just go ahead and i got three bullet points and we can interject uh on the 9-11 commission <clears throat> this was a page on page 72 i already said this before the u.s government has not been able to determine the origin of the money used for 9-11 uh, because they said the financing was practically insignificant. So that's right. a problem right there. What are y'all doing? Uh, the 9-11 Commission report stated they were unable to explain. This is in the in the book. Unable to explain the collapse of Building 7. Mm-hmm. So that's in there. We can't explain it, and we don't want to talk about it. <laughs> that's just weird to me. Yeah. Um, the other thing is when Bush and Cheney met with the 9-11 Commission... They did so only on their own terms. They appeared together, and they were not under oath. Yep. No press or family members were allowed to attend, and no recording of any kind were, was allowed when they went in front of the 9-11 Commission. Wow. Yep. That's it's, just strange. It's very weird that they were not under oath, and it wasn't. And recorded. you're together. 
Right. Very. And weird. when when the when the press pressed him about it, press get it play on words there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there was like, why are you not doing this? And like, well, because because they 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 want they got questions, they want answers, and we're there to answer them the best we can. Yeah, but why are you doing it? Uh, separate. Why are you not doing it? Why are you doing it together? Because we're here to answer questions. Right. We want yeah. to answer them the best of our ability. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, but oh, okay. Want to make sure their story lines up. <laughs> Yeah, other, so probably. that is so strange. So that's the 9-11 commission. Okay, um, I'm just going to give some final thoughts, and we could just do everybody give their own final thoughts. Uh, military spending has increased by $100 billion in the U.S. since 9-11. That's your tax dollars, guys. Yep. <sighs> Nearly all of the Bill of Rights have been subverted Yep. since 9-11. Two, preemptive. Strikes. Why don't I write this down weird? Okay. I'm going to say this, and I don't know what I'm, I meant to write down. <laughs> two, pre, two preemptive, maybe, what, maybe I was saying wars. Two preemptive wars was killing over 800,000 civilians have been waged. I must have been asleep when I wrote that down. Okay. Uh, Homeland Security was, was created along with the USA Patriot Act. Yes. So that's my final thoughts of, of things that's happened since 9-11 and kind of the, um, the aftermath. Yeah, and part two, we should really drill into, you know, what all that really means. Not only should we cover, like, the towers going down, but also, like, Let, what, what's in the Patriot Act? Let's like, move forward, yeah, yeah a little like, bit. How does that affect me and, yeah. um, you know, all of these things? And, you know, some of the torture that was going on at Guantanamo Bay that got, you know, probably false confessions. Oh, no, no, probably. He did that, get that, a, yeah, you'll say gave a yeah. false confession. Uh, confession. Cause you'll say That's anything. why we went to Iraq. yeah. On a false confession. Yeah. What? On false information. That's the whole reason why we went to Iraq. Oh, because weapons they, of mass destruction? Yes, because they said that we had met. They said the dude that they uh, were um, torturing said, hey, no. The only reason I told you that um, Saddam Hussein had Saddam, yeah. weapons of mass destruction is because you guys were hurting me. So I just gave you what you wanted. Yeah. That, that is what is recorded. Yeah, because you'll say anything wow. to make the torture stop. Yeah. So. I mean, yes. Um, seriously, you will. You will. And, and why don't they realize that, though? Oh, I'm torturing this guy to get information. I got what I wanted. Oh, it must be true. Yeah, they just wanted what? Wanted to get the answer. Or is that they just they wanted an, uh, well, maybe they maybe they were under orders to get this answer so they could go into the country and, and wage war. Yeah. yeah, that's what I think. What's Saddam Hussein? Yeah. And then we got over there, and there was no, uh, no weapons of mass destruction. No. That's weird. Yeah, it's weird. Very weird. Yep. So looking forward to a part two. Oh, for sure. Well, sorry, guys. We didn't finish everything in part one, but part it's a lot to cover on 9-11. And I guess my favorite topic, and we didn't get into it, was the buildings collapsing. Yeah. Um, so that's another show. And it's, should we do it next week? Do you want, we should do it I, since it's it. fresh. Let's, let's do it. Let's do, it. Let's you know do an immediate episode two. Yeah, we'll do episode two next week. Uh, that way, because you've heard this one, you're ready for the next one, Absolutely. which is the towers collapsing, I'm ready. which is crazy. Uh, don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Our handle is at bottom of that. That's our handle on each one of those. Also, the website is www.bottomofthat.com, and you can contact us by email, truth at bottomofthat.com. Did I leave anything out, guys? Nope, no. I think Until that's Until we get video. We're up on YouTube and Rumble. If you don't want to just listen to any of the podcast platforms, you can go there and just, it's not a video, but it, you can still listen to it in your car or whatever. But we're there on YouTube and Rumble as well. So 
Until next week. Tune in next week when you might hear Jason say, Tom Cruise is a robot. Changed my mind. <laughs> what? Wait, when he runs? Yeah, it's robotic. <laughs> Have you not seen it? Yeah.